Welcome to episode number 58, Making Adjustments. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Goose, yep. Heck, yep, yep. and Gabe. Uh, this episode is titled Making Adjustments. In this episode, we talk about adjusting to life, its benefits, and its potential repercussions. We discuss various topics surrounding adjustments, including comfort, parenting, attitude, and other personality traits. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Confucius and James Allen. So if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Thanks for all the love and support that we've been receiving. We are a year in now. We're not new to this. But anyway, we're having fun. It's us five guys. Um, giving our you know perspective on life, so that's the reason why it's titled the Rotated Views Podcast: Life from Various Perspectives. So, with that being said, we kick things off with a definition from Dictionary.com, and this week we define the word adjustment. Right? All right, a process of modifying, adapting, or altering individual or collective patterns of behavior so as to bring them to, into conformity with other such patterns. As those provided by cultural environment. All right, so uh, that is a pretty. Uh, I think that was the the sociology definition. I did grab that purposely, mm. uh, just because it made more sense for the well, podcast. Yeah. No, absolutely. Being that it's titled "Making Adjustments," uh, but man, that was a. I, there's a lot of things that get defined, and there's some things that get very well defined. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that was pretty. This is pretty much spot on in terms of yeah. subject matter. Not just like random, like, oh, adjusting, like, whatever. Exactly. All right. So we, we like to, aside from the, you know, the definition, we kick things off with either a story or a bio. And this week we have a story titled Making Adjustments Appropriately by Ralph Martin uh, from GreatDay.com. So the article goes like this. Success is never achieved in a straight line. Although it's great to carefully put together workable, realistic plans, life doesn't always go according to plan. Yet even when conditions change quickly and dramatically, success is still possible. To succeed in such a world as this, you must be willing to constantly adapt. When something fails to go the way you planned, it's not the end of the world. In fact, things could eventually turn out even better than you had planned. Regardless of what happens or fails to happen, you can choose to successfully work it into your path forward. Instead of making judgments about what you cannot control, make adjustments in those things you can control. It might be nice if everything were to play out according to your plan, but the thing is, it won't. There will most certainly be surprises, so you might as well find a way to make positive use of them. Don't give up on your goals or dreams just because things change. Adapt, make adjustments, and make every turn of events move you forward. By Ralph Martson. Nice. Uh, so, uh, I thought that was very appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about this all the time. You know, people, you know, on the sidelines or... You know, maybe coming from a, you know, not the most uh, informed manner, think that success is a straight line to the top. Yeah. Um, it's not. 
uh, especially you know the the self-made people is specifically what I talk about uh, when we talk about you know success that uh, you know in, inheritance and all that other stuff that's a whole other you know uh, topic but like I could only speak on what where we're coming from yeah exactly. um, but anyway with that being said uh, it's a big squiggly line all over the place it's up it's down it's up down and around however yeah. you want to describe it mm-hmm. it's not a straight even line and and I, I, I mentioned this in the last podcast where uh, we tend to have uh, these unrealistic expectations where we think we know, especially like as a 30-something-year-old person, right? You know nothing goes as planned. Yeah. And for some reason, yeah, yeah. we still may set a goal and think it's going to happen perfectly like it is. And yeah. then we, uh, amazingly, how disappointed we get knowing darn well that's how things operate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's no... There's no way to predict any, every single possibility to, that's going to happen to you. Like, there's always the stuff you don't think of that's going to happen to you. I do I do appreciate, though, that he does point out in there that um, some things might surprise you. They yeah. might not work out as planned, but they might even be better for, yeah. uh-huh. you know. Um, yeah. We always talk about the things that we can conceive, right? Um, sometimes we look at the life that we have and we're like, well, how in the world did we get here? Mm. This definitely wasn't my plan, mm-hmm. right? So, and it might be a better plan. Yeah. Even people who land like big jobs or, or things like that or have like drastic career changes, like I would have never thought that. Mm-hmm. And good thing, right? Yeah, because you right. would have probably ruined it for yourself, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's what we do. We, a lot of times we end up ruining it. You uh, because, everything in, in. Well, yeah. And then, so here's a perfect example. It's like, uh, you know, going through, you know, job changes and you don't land the job some. A specific job that you want yeah. and you're mad and you're like oh man i wanted that job not realizing the job that you did get was better suited for you yeah you know because sometimes we have these weird perceptions and and we think that that's the job for us or i'll say even like i've i've, I've seen like certain examples of some people i follow like that they didn't go the way they planned but it kind of prepared them for the job they were actually wanting or like the the kind of um maybe where they actually wanted to go it kind of prepared them for that aspect of it. right mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, uh, let's just say, like for management positions, sometimes you're not ready for that. Yeah. Like you, you, you probably end up driving that department into the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just not ready. Um, and so maybe there's just a bridge job that's going to carry you carry you over into where you need to be or where you want to be, and that's where the squiggly line of success comes into yeah. play. Yeah. You know, you thought it was going to go. You know. It's nice to think that we leap from one thing to another in a perfectly, you know, oh, sure. uh, you know, straight up manner, but it oh, just doesn't have like, that. It's not climbing a ladder. It doesn't mm-hmm. go that. Yeah. That. What what game was it where it was like you had to go Crash Bandicoot where you had to like jump from one thing it was like in angles and things were like constantly running, moving. Yeah, that run towards the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like running the kind west. of jumping all over the place. There is a stage on there where there's like it's like this big rock wall. And like these little pegs will stick out and you could jump on the peg, but they'll jump, they'll like retract. So you only have so much time to stand on the peg to then make your next move. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so sometimes you would jump and there was no other peg to jump on, to to land on. You would just fall the way down. It's like, like that was it. You had to start back to the <laughs> yeah. beginning or whatever. I'm not sure if that's the right game. But anyway, that it, it is true. So we need those those pegs are literally stepping stones. And it's actually a good analogy being that these pegs were retract time limited and retractable. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we jump to um, a, a place of comfort and then we stay there 
Um, imagine if life did have those pegs where it's like, just yanks it from you. Like, no, if you're not going to move, you're not going to do anything. I'm going to yank it from you. Mm -hmm. Life actually does operate that way. You take it for granted and you just sit there and you're just be, just taking up space. Um, you know, I think it was Bob Proctor who said, if, if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. Hmm. Um, so (laughs) it's, it's kind of like one of those things you got to be, you know, like, like if your toes are like, you're on that peg and you're ready to jump to the next one, that's living Mm. on the edge. You just got to get ready to go, make the move, do something. Meanwhile, it was just like people were comforted. They don't realize that peg's going to eventually retract. Hmm. Yeah. And they're going to drop and fall on their butt is what they're going to do. And that that happens all too often daily. No, absolutely. So, um, but anyway, so moving right along here, I'm going to ask a couple questions uh, to the crew. Uh, so the first question is, is making adjustments a good or a bad thing, Goose? Um, it could be either or. Like when you make an adjustment to move, like getting a new job, yeah. obviously you're definitely making all kinds of adjustments. You get a different position. You're probably in charge of more stuff and you're not used to that because probably before you didn't have all those responsibilities. Yeah. You just have to adjust to 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 the people that, that you're in charge of or even the atmosphere that you're at. You might be changing to another building. It it could be like a good thing in that sense. It could be good. Yeah. Um and then like like if there if there's something in, in in life you get backed up on certain things like bills or stuff like that, you have to adjust to try to figure that out and and make the move to correct that to go back on track. Like there's things that fall behind. You have to like kind of pick them up and put it back on the right track you have to make those adjustments and make things work yeah no absolutely i couldn't agree more there's there there is there's good and bad i i think Mm. um but i think ultimately they're all for the good when you're going through it it might seem like it's a bad adjustment especially the ones that are forced um, on you for example um you know, same thing. Maybe maybe you got demoted or you got pushed mm-hmm. to another job or something like that. It's kind of something maybe you necessarily didn't want, mm-hmm. but you have to make those adjustments and keep moving, yeah. right? Um, it's kind of like us. We have a um, like an envelope from me and my wife. Somewhat, you know, follow the Dave Ramsey plan. We have like the envelope system. If you don't know what that is, just look it up. Um, it's just a methodology of controlling your money. But anyway, so we have an envelope for our gas money. <laughs> And that that's the envelope that changes most because gas prices are always going yeah. up and yeah. down. So we're constantly adjusting. Mm-hmm. That's a forced adjustment, though. I don't want it to increase it. You know what I mean? But I have to change. If I want to make it to where I need to make it to, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to put more money into yeah. um, that specific envelope. So the next question is, does it go against the grain? Well, again, that also depends. Um, that depends on what kind of adjustment you're making. Mm-hmm. I believe anything, if you're making any kind of adjustment, adjustment is just another way of a word for a form of change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right. change always goes against the grain, no matter what, because mm-hmm. when we're changing, we're now out of our comfort levels. You're we're out of your, our comfort zone. You're changing your course of action. Yeah, and it, obviously it's not something that we normally do. We're not mm-hmm. on that routine. The routine is what's killing everything. Yeah, exactly. When people have that same routine of, Getting up, going to work, stopping at a Wawa, grabbing a cup, cu- you know, like a coffee and a, a coffee <laughs> cake, grabbing gas, whatever you do, get to work, you eat at the same place for lunch, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, um, and then when that doesn't happen, here, here's a problem with routines. When that doesn't happen, that messes up your whole yeah. day. Yeah, exactly you get lost. Thinking, you know? Yeah, because yeah. you, you have your routine. Like you're on auto drive essentially for yeah. the most part, and then yeah. like yeah, something 
minus change is then you forget something, you lose something, whatever it is, or that's right. when you have the bad morning or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, uh, perfect. I was just telling this to I, somebody today. I forget who it was, but I was telling him I literally use a GPS every day just to see where it's going to take me because my GPS is an app that actually reads traffic. They, they mm. might, probably the majority of them do now, yeah. uh, but it reads traffic. So it's kind of tell you the most efficient way to yeah. get to where you're going. Mm-hmm. It also determines whether you want to pay for tolls or you don't want to yep. pay for tolls and you get to click the option. Um, but anyway, uh, with that being said, there I know how to get to my place of employment, but I still put in the GPS just to see other ways it's going to take me. Also, by doing that, um, it's, it's actually, you know, conditioning my mind to not be comfortable. Yeah. Because I'm constantly, now my eyes are peeled back because I don't know where I'm at. Yeah. But yeah. then I'm like looking for landmarks and looking for like, okay, that looks familiar or that doesn't look familiar. I remember that for next yeah. time. Um, and so, and so you're sending different, you know, messages to your, you know, the, the parts of your bodies. I forget what it's called. Like the neuroplasticity. Oh, you're changing the neuroplasticity of your brain. Yeah. So when your brain is sending a message, it's like electric, this electric message. Let's just say it's like a bolt of energy is shooting, going back and forth, back and forth. Well, when you cut that in the middle and have like a little split and now it's shooting this way, all of a sudden a focus changes because it's like, well, what's different? That's different. What's going on there? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. That's the goal. So when you're purposely doing that and you can do that a lot, you're comfortable with it. But if you're used hmm. to going to Wawa every single day and, and getting the same lunch every day and yeah. staying on routine every day and that breaks, you panic. Instead yeah. of instead of quickly trying to think of a solution normally, and when I say panic, I mean obviously you're not like you know like it's a life threatening thing, but your mind actually goes into the, like you know the sirens start going off like whoa something's wrong mm-hmm. here. Uh, when if you go to work, it's actually in a book. One of the tips of an, you know to change the way your life is operating is to go to work a different way every single day. Yeah. So you get out of that routine. Don't stop at the same place. And if you do go to the same place, order a different kind of coffee or a different kind of tea or a different kind Just of breakfast. Change it up. Just yeah, do it something different. different because it's it's actually a survival uh, thing too. Because let's just say like you're thrown out, quote, in the wild. You know, let's just be, this is a very exaggerated example, but let's just say you're thrown out in the wild. You're not going to have all the choices that you like. I can't have the same coffee. You can't have the same coffee? No. no. Not at all. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so it's prepping you to ready, you know, for whatever life's about to throw you. Um, so anyway, so you, you kind of, you learn to just go with the flow. Right. So now you're creating these yeah. little adjustments every single day so that when you're making the larger adjustments, it's much easier. So when you get put in these weird positions, for example, let's just say your boss says, uh, put together this project, you have one week and yet we need, we're waiting for you to deliver a uh, presentation on it by the end of the day on Friday. So as opposed to you freaking out, you're you're more calmer and you actually you can yeah, you can deal with the situation. Like, which route do I need to take yeah. to get there? That's all it is. Yeah. Um, even me and Heck, we used to go, uh, you know, like the like off road bike riding. I don't want to say just bike riding because it sounds weird, but Extreme off bike yeah, like, riding kind of yeah, it's kind of go like in uh like in the woods or whatever, and they have like all they have like actually have like man made ramps and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, but I remember a couple times where obviously you're dealing with nature and trees have fell over the the path that's like anyone knows if you go on a walk, like a pathway like in nature that's constantly yeah. it's just like a dirt trail yeah, you know yeah. like at uh, one point so you could see the path in front of you um, so we're riding our bikes and then there's a tree 
I remember the one day me and him just kind of looked at each other because we oh, we would go the same exact way every time we would take that path. So now we had a we're in the middle of the woods and we had to decide make a decision whether to turn back or pick another route. So we picked another route. We did get kind of lost, uh, but we ended up finding our way. But then we ended up finding something else like a steeper ramp or yeah, something hmm. like that 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 we didn't even know what was there. Uh, but it was just one of those things where. Maybe that was like a force adjustment, but yeah. we still went with it. And uh, like I said, we discovered like a new, you know, area of the trail that we mm-hmm. never knew existed. Um, but it that, that becomes a pleasant surprise. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we also added like a half hour to what yeah. we didn't really want to. Workout kind of. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. when we found that the one area where the um, there's multiple ramps at. There was like an open field kind of thing. And they had people, somebody had built like ramps and stuff yeah. like that. That's when, that was, it was that like day we found. Yeah, it was like a course kind of. Yeah, it was like someone was like prepping for like the X Games. And I'm not exaggerating. Oh, okay. It was literally like something like out of a video, like a, yeah. like a little fake. It was all, it was like more like the sand color in the woods. In though. the woods. It's all oh. like, so it's like dirt. literally dirt, leaves, trees, yeah. mud. Okay. Like, yeah, we, we would go out, go in clean, come out dirty. Yeah. From the mud, because we literally there's creeks we had to cross over and hmm. and stuff you like that. You would ride through like uh, the sticker bushes. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! So we, hmm. you'd have gloves, you'd have uh, like handkerchiefs that covered your neck because oh, literally okay. the branches like smack you, like because you're just ducking Whip you. and you're going so fast. And some of these things are like downhill. You don't have time to react. You're, yeah. you're gonna get hit with something. So you have to wear sunglasses, mask, like down here, hat, so you don't get like no ticks or anything on you. Um, wear hazmat suit. Where man, nah. just be in a bubble, <laughs> yeah, and just, or just don't go at all. <laughs> yeah, just don't go. just pretend you went there. Yeah. yeah. So, so with all these adjustments, the 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 big question is: Is it possible to go through life uh, without making a an adjustment game? Um, no, um, <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't imagine like you don't. Like if you so. if you don't make any adjustments, you're yeah, but that, you're the most frustrated person in the world. Like, how do you yeah. not? But that's just to your situation. Adjustments come by themselves, though, yeah. because yeah. they're whether you want them or not, they're always going to come. Yeah, whether I mean, like, whether you're going to make it or it's going to make it for you, and you have to adjust. So I'm yeah. going to say no. There's no there's way next to you well, go it's through impossible it. to not make yeah. any kind of adjustments yeah. exactly. in life. Well, especially with everything evolving. I mean, just think about like just within like the last ten years. Where we, how how far we've come just in technology, oh, um, and that's, you're like, yeah. okay, can you go through life without making adjustments? There's stuff that's forced on you, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even even with from from ten years ago, you could have been one of those guys who had the the time card that stamped your time. To now, you have like the Chronos, which most people have, or most yeah. business, where you have to, you know, it's it's um, you know, they have the biometric reader so that reads your fingerprint can tell. So people, you know, back in the day, I remember hearing stories like, oh yeah, my boy clocked in for me. <laughs> No, <laughs> like man. people doing stuff like that like you can't do that with a biometric no. reader no, no, not no. Yeah, with a paper it's card your, sure yeah, with a paper card like, oh what time did you come in tonight yeah. you know well, it's, yeah my job somebody got fired for that but yeah exactly for doing that exactly. yeah it's, it's but yeah you can't steal somebody's finger so right well, exactly. cut it off but that's a whole so other that's a whole other adjustment but yeah i mean with anything there's there's totally you know okay so think about moving in with someone right there there goes another adjustment the new job um um just being well so basically even not even life in general yeah not even moving in with somebody obviously that's a whole adjustment but just meeting a new person yeah how they you know walk their walk through life is totally different yeah just Um, interaction how they deal with other people and for people to even live in like a block away from you yeah 
how they operate, even their family dynamics are different. You see how they, whatever, it's acceptable for them to go to bed at a certain time where in your family might not be acceptable. You have to go to bed at nine and they're allowed to go to bed at 11. Like that alone, you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. But all those paradigm shifts, all those like, you know, little adjustments that you're making it because now that's norm. Yeah. That's the norm. That's your new norm. And so every day is going to be your new norm. Yeah, yeah. Um, because but, you're just constantly changing, and then even like those cultural differences and all. That yes, exactly. Um, and then you actually have to move on to like the physical stuff. Like your physical body is gonna put is gonna make you make those adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, my body is you know not as you know, forgiving as it once was. Yeah, even absolutely. you know we just put the shed together. Me and Heck were putting the shed together, and we're you know being quote macho men lifted up a whole roof just me and him and plopped it on. Well, at the time, I guess my adrenaline was going. I had no idea. I definitely felt the tweak in mm. my back. And it was to the next day where I was literally couldn't roll out of bed. Like, it was just m- crazy muscle spasms on my lower back. Mm. Um, but I know exactly that's what that was. Mm-hmm. So, but if I would have done that 10 years ago, I could have just woke up and just rolled out of bed. I probably would have had some back pain, but not like you that. I've done like yeah. 20 roofs. Yeah, exactly. I always remember um, we were leaving uh, sophomore uh, year heading into summer break from Temple University mm. and I was carrying this huge area rug. It was almost it was beyond the normal size of an area rug. Like mm-hmm. I was only like, like a, a full size carpet. Foot, yeah, like, like this twelve foot thing. And I remember I had like a beater on, shorts on and like sneakers and I had this thing over my arm like that. And I'm just walking like to the car to throw it on top of the, the roof or whatever. And this dude, like I guess like somebody's grandfather or, or older father was standing there, he's like, Man, what would I do to be young again? And I'm like, Haha, and you just kept walking. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, Yeah, whatever, I'll never get there. Yeah. And here I am, like 10 years later, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I wouldn't be able to do that now. Yeah, I remember yeah. even like at my job, when we have to like, we have like paper, like um, charts. I used to carry charts from the eighth floor, a giant pile, like up to like my waist, all the way up to my, my face. Yeah. Just carry elevator down the stairs and everything, like, and just drop them off at the front desk. And yeah. It was like nothing. Yeah. Now and you have a cart. Now, when there was, everything was electronic now, but, and all the doctors, oh, you're going to hurt your back eventually. And like, yeah. I'm like, oh, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, you think nothing of it. Yeah. <laughs> but thankfully, we went electronic. I don't have to carry all those charts anymore, but. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for thumb drives. Exactly. Oh, man. All right, Hex, so this next one's from you. Okay. Have you ever gotten too comfortable with something? Absolutely. I mean, jobs. Where I used to work, it, it was just too too comfortable that I know it's pretty bad when you know you're too comfortable at your job. Like you know you shouldn't be doing half of the stuff that you're doing, but yeah. you know it's like it's you, you it's rare that you're gonna get away with. I mean, it's it's rare that it will catch up to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like in my head, I was like, dude, it's got to change. It's got to yeah. change. It's got to change. And then once I got the opportunity to go to another position, I got scared mm. going into something because it was a complete drastic change it was different time of shift like the hours my hours for work and and uh doing different work altogether. yeah so of course yeah absolutely i mean you get when, when you get too comfortable and when, if you know it mm-hmm. that's when you know it's time for the adjustment i think i did that um i did that at uh, i think maybe everyone does it at one point gets too comfortable at a job now there's people who catch themselves and make you know the appropriate adjustments, but there's other people who are just like, well, I'm just gonna see Don't how care. far see how yeah. far I can go. Absolutely, fifty years um, later. No, and the sad part is there are people that do that fifty years later. They're still doing the same. Well, I nonsense. caught myself. I didn't even realize I was doing somewhere. I was just kind of like, eh, they're just going through the motions, really. Yeah. 
And then I'm like, whoa, 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 what am I doing here? And then I made the appropriate adjustments. But sometimes you get comfortable and you're not even realizing it. Yeah. Your body is constantly seeking to be comfortable. That's why people, you know, that they love change. That's just a natural thing of the human body. Mm. It's a protective mechanism. It's it's supposed to do that. And so that's why people always say like, oh, there's comfort foods. There's all this. Because mm. that's how your body's coping with maybe a highly stressful event, life mm-hmm. event. Yeah. So you just go back to what you know. And so your body's like, oh, I'm just going to eat comfort food. I'm going to do something that you used to do as a little kid, sit on the couch and watch yeah. TV <laughs> and watch like the reruns of Price is Right. No, I'm serious. That's what your body, so well, your body's meant. And all stuff comes yeah, exactly. Too. Your body's meant to protect you and it thinks it's doing the best for you, but you have to be mentally strong enough yeah. to realize, uh, you know, you have to make a change here. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, that's when that kind of stuff goes against you. Mm-hmm. The healing process is great when a very physical way, like, for example, if you catch like an abrasion or, or you know, like scraping your hand up against mm-hmm. like the sidewalk, right? And you get this like little scab and then all of a sudden the scab turns into like a little scar. Mm-hmm. And if you treat it properly, the scar can go away. That's a healing process. Mm-hmm. That's your body healing, naturally healing itself. Well, it does that on all all planes of the human body, whether it's mental uh, or physical. Um, and so you have to be aware of that, though. Yeah. So that process, yes, let it take its course. But there's mm-hmm. other processes where it's, it's, it's drawing back to the comfort levels yeah. and you have to escape. Or even that. like, I mean... I guess going in both angles, like the, um, well, obviously change builds character, but also like in your body, like you, like muscle shock, you always have to yes. constantly change the thing yeah, you to, to build muscle and all that stuff. You have mm-hmm. to do it properly. You have to constantly change your routine. Well, that, that goes back to the, my initial example that, that muscle, muscle shock is what I'm taught. That's like, so that, that's a term that's used in uh, weight training and, and any t- level of physical training, mm. um, where you basically you're switching up your workouts you're hitting the same muscle groups, but you're switching out your uh, workouts, also the timing of them, so then it shocks the muscle because you're doing a new range of motion in a different way, uh, in a different style, whatever it is, and your muscles aren't used to that, so boom, it shocks them as if uh, you know, you're know you working out again for the first time. So everyone knows if you work out for the first time in like a year or whatever, five months, you know that first workout, the next day you're, you're hurt, right? About yeah. it. So that's that sure. crazy pain comes from the muscle shock so the the strategy of using you know changing up these exercises is to get that level of muscle because that's when you get the most growth Mm -hmm. right Right. so if you could think of that that's what i was kind of talking about like when you drive home a different way yeah or how you interact with people try a different way uh even in your relationships handle situations differently just to see where they go it'll create that muscle shock it might hurt yeah but in that pain is the growth Mm-hmm. And so, if you could think of it as in like the way we work out and things like that, you know, I I I always had a pet peeve when when I first got into the personal development uh, uh, industry when people would use physical training and sports as analogies, but they really are so dead on you can't avoid them because yeah, they're the exactly. easiest. Because they're it's so it's not that they're the easiest; they're the best that anyone can understand because yeah. you, everyone goes through it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> remember that good old saying no pain no gain yeah i never understood it yeah. and then when i actually understood i'm like oh that actually makes complete sense it's like yeah, yeah. that's where you gain that's where you gain the most from so like you know Mr. you're actually t. building anything yeah yeah exactly <laughs> just remind me of like mr t with that crazy mohawk and like the 27 chains beautiful <laughs> god <laughs> well, gabe what has been the best adjustment you ever made 
Well, I would say like I guess going back to like the um, when we started like the the um, the business thing that kind of helped me because just because I was always more introvert I guess for the most yeah. part and that and I've I've it always took me a lot longer to warm up to open up to people and stuff like that too that so that kind of helped at least um, personality wise at least be more open with people even though I still have habits of you know I break into but that at least gives me a little more. Help me be more little open in terms of a little more personality wise, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I that that was one of my biggest change by far still to date when I got introduced. And the thing though with me was I was strangely or oddly open to the concepts. I I still can't like trigger back to the point where what made me just keep going back and learning more when yeah. mm-hmm. I was going into my senior year at Temple, I was wrapping things up and for some reason I was open to whatever these people were saying. Yeah. Um, it was, and that's what it was. Like, for some reason I wanted to force myself into these weird uh, situations just like to have to deal with people on a certain whole other level that I never dealt with before. Yeah. But well, my whole concept, my whole new like philosophy on life, like make it today an adventure and have yeah. fun. That goes along with it. Putting yourself in funny situations, almost like yeah. I've never been here before, yeah. and this yeah. is actually happening. You, even if you turn beat red, even if you are embarrassed, even if you don't know yeah. what you're doing, even if you, though you look dumb, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That all that stuff is meant for growth, and uh, and you don't know because you did something different. You don't know what the result was. So when you do the stuff that's the same day in day out. It's predictable. You know what your results right. are going to be. Yeah, so when you want to make major change in your life, so this goes out to anybody who wants to see a difference. They're not, they, they're not, you know, infatuated with their life results at this point. You could do this in baby steps in yeah. small adjustments. Which is my next question: What was you know one small adjustment that you made that landed you uh, bigger profits? Um, that that's it is is doing something different because now you can't predict the results and now you got out of your own way mm-hmm. uh when if you knew you did a b and c in that direct lineage you knew your result was very predictable but if you go a f z d and all of a sudden you're all over the map you don't you you don't know what's going to happen now now life gets a chance to bring you something new it's a new gift that it gets to you know bring forward to you, and you're allowing for that to happen, even though you're uncomfortable. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, so actually, I want to uh, switch gears a little bit. Um, still, obviously, about adjustment, but uh, the question is, what do you think it's like adjustment-wise for someone who gets instant fame? So we always see like these these guys who uh, you know win contracts out of uh, these shows, or how do you how do you think they handle it, or how would you handle it? How would you uh, you know think you would handle it? Because obviously you couldn't. Some people are different. Some people like seek that. They're, that they're waiting for for that fame, and they want to be like glorified, and they yeah. take it to a whole nother level. Yeah. Some people they just Can't they don't. It. They're just yeah, not ready for it. Yeah, they're not ready for it, and they just like they don't know what, don't to, know what do. to do. Yeah. Like they just they don't even realize how big their talent is, and they end up winning. And they're just like in like this whole world they they've never been in. Because you you would see in some of these shows this like uh someone will come from like i don't know from like alabama where they lived on a farm somewhere and then they come into the city and they're like amazed by like this city life the fast pace and stuff like that it's like so um some people just don't know how to like take even take that with the traveling and moving around and meeting all kinds of people and then yeah and then there's other people that's what they want they seek it and they just want they they take all advantage of the situation yeah 
Yeah, I mean, speaking on like the whole fame thing, um, I did hear two two things. One thing is I did hear before, like I, I was always a presumption, like you would say, oh, well, like you're a celebrity, like this is the life you signed up for, yeah. right? Yeah. And then thankfully for the internet, uh, within that time frame, I guess within like a very short period of time because YouTube was like huge, mm-hmm. then, but I'm talking like 2006-ish, 2007-ish. Yeah. Um, all in that same time, you, I was able to watch unlimited interviews of like new artists and and you know celebrities in that sense. And you know they say, yeah, I did sign up for my singing career to take off, but what you don't you don't know what comes with it. Yeah, you don't know what comes with that fame. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not thinking like, yes, I want to be this famous singer so I can get completely annoyed by paparazzi every single yeah. day. Exactly. Like, yeah. They say you don't. He's like, yes, I sign up. Yeah, I wanted to be famous, but. You're not understanding the the baggage. You're thinking of all the good stuff. You don't realize all the baggage yeah. that comes with it. Yeah. Um, so now I'm I'm on a more of an understanding. I'm like, okay, that actually makes sense. Mm. Um, and and so and then my second thing was um, I remember there's an interview with Fat Joe and uh, Fat Joe was I don't know if he discovered DJ Khaled, but I guess he was help putting him on. Yeah, and he he put him on like one track or something like that. Mm. And DJ Khaled has still has not stopped. We're talking about what 15 years ago. Sure. Yeah. Um, Fat Joe's from the New York area, and DJ Khaled is from New Orleans, I believe. Okay. And and so you were talking about somebody who just gave someone else one opportunity. Yeah. They ran and they ran with it. I'm not. DJ Khaled might have actually have a bigger net worth than Fat Joe at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and that sounds crazy when you think about it. He's like he was given one little chance. Not only took it, he ran yeah. with that. He's still thing. running with it. Yeah, exactly. Still, still has a new album coming out and still, uh, another one. Yeah, yeah, another one. <laughs> and then there's some DJ I was just, Khaled. I was just looking at. There was like a um, music producer. He was for the most part behind the scenes making a lot of music for a lot of good music for a lot of celebrity or famous uh, artist and then he finally came out and like was put out there like people got to see who actually was making his beats yeah. he came like an instant celebrity and then he was still making music and was up there one of the top producers and then he kind of like was infatuated with like the fame life that he kind of fell off doing the producing stuff and just kept partying and hanging out and yeah. like living that hole where he stopped working, so he stopped making money and kind yeah. of lost a lot, like lost pretty much everything. Now he's trying to come back up to it, and so he's pretty much starting from scratch yeah. just because he hit that fame and just just was soaking it all in, but he actually stopped working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he just fell off on, on his talent. Yeah. Lost focus. Yeah. That's what it was. He got comfortable. Yeah. Okay, if you could just imagine what it would be like if you won the jackpot of the lottery, something like $100 million after taxes... What adjustments, just <laughs> just thinking right now, obviously we're, none of us have gone through, so we can't obviously you know speak on it, but just thinking about it, if the possibility of you winning $100 million straight up right now that was transferred into your bank account tonight, what adjustments could you anticipate at this point? A lot. Oh, A lot of adjustments. I know, adjustments. but which ones? Uh, A whole different lifestyle. I'll say total lifestyle. Change. Your lifestyle has changed. Yeah. You, you, like, I mean, different house, different everything. Like, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Go off the grid, and then. But then you'll have those same, those bad things too. People. Same time, yeah. You gotta have. You, have, you gotta. That's the first thing you do, like financial advisor and all that, all that stuff, to make sure you you can stabilize all that money. So uh, yes, I mean, you could talk it, and then once it starts happening, it, it it'll definitely it. it'll change it. 
Like you could say, oh, I'm just going to be very subtle with my stuff and this and that. And yeah. oh, I'm going to put money away and save it. But when the time, when the comes, time comes, he's like, nah, exactly. I can afford this. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy yeah. this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to. Next thing you know, you're just like, I don't Not know that you're. For, for maybe. What's that? Maybe. What? Maybe you'll be like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, Maybe. I'm just There's saying. Some but people it's, who can actually. Who can control yeah. themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not saying I'm one of them people, but I've seen there, there <laughs> yeah. is there's a there's a guy who there's there's athletes there's certain, like yeah. uh, Leonard from uh, the Spurs. He apparently like he's like one of those guys who lives very frugally. Um, I would say I, I hate when they use that term too. Why? Because the guy's smart with his money now. He's frugal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he just doesn't do the glamorous stuff. Yeah. Which right, there's no, it's not right lifestyle. or wrong. It's just that's what he chose. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's a lot of fame. That's a lot of money, and he, his composure's sick. And this guy's in his twenties. Yeah, huh. yeah. And you could have like a, you know, his interviews got to be the most uh, down to earth, relatable interviews you would ever hear. Like I, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, that. and you get you give Matt uh, like much respect to a person like that. Whereas you see someone that has like all this money, is like do 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 do, just throwing it around. Yeah. Like well, that's like some of these is like come on. Like all of us right here, we we all if we were to. Hit, hit the the jackpot whatever you've we've already dream built if that time were to come or that would happen you already know kind of what you would do in a, in yeah. a sense some people it comes at them so fast they don't even know what to do they just want to just get rid of it and just keep going and throwing it and spending it and stuff like that they have yeah, like no game plan yeah i right. mean for the most part a lot of people do have like somewhat of a game plan whether it's like over the top or just being basic with it there's a story of like uh it was i think it was four couples it was four couples, four farms that were all connected to each other, split by a street, and the four couples were like best friends. Mm-hmm. So they would go to each, each other's house, like someone would have them, They would each weekend they would have like a thing at each other's house. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. And so they're very close-knit, so at, you know, at these little cookouts or little dinners that they would have every weekend, um, they would talk about winning the lottery and what they would do with winning the lottery. So they would... Because they all have farmlands and their husband, the husbands work literally like whatever it is, three in the morning to whatever, yeah. you know, crazy hours. Um, they would say they would all buy shore houses, like something by the beach, nice mm-hmm. because all and four of them all together, or just something like that. Yeah. Oh, so every Saturday when they met up with whatever, the guys would go to the, the local gas station or something and grab drinks. Yep. And on the way home, they would grab these lottery tickets that, you know, that they all filled out together and they would just go through, they would hang out till like 11 o'clock when they go home, like, ah, oh, we didn't win. And they would just go home kind of, you know, good old time. They're older. All the kids yeah. were out of the, you know, I would say they were probably like in their fifties. Not, I'm not saying that's old. They're older. So they didn't yeah. have like little kids running around the house or they're anything. Empty like nest. That. Yes. They're empty nesters. They grew up there, you know, 25 plus years together, mm-hmm. did this whole thing. So it was like this was going on for ten years, of them doing what they're doing. Yeah. And then one day they hit the jackpot. Wow. They literally hit the jackpot, and they all went and bought uh, shore houses together. Like no literally li- awesome. did exactly what they that's said awesome. they would do. That's, that's awesome. Um, they didn't they, obviously for privacy reasons. They didn't say obviously where they bought them and and what else they did with the mm-hmm. money. But they they zoomed in on that specific thing. And you see these people. You could tell that's exactly what they said they did. They were the most down to earth, yeah. chill people, and looked like they just had like a good old time with it. Yeah. Um, awesome. But yeah, I was just you know speaking on the point that they they didn't get like nutty with it. Yeah. But you also don't know what you don't know. So if you're younger and and you didn't really experience 
you know, so much of life in a, in a financial sense, you don't know any better, but yeah. you blowing it, you think that's okay. Like yeah. you don't know yeah. any better. Yeah. We're not, we're not, you know, who the heck are we to say like, oh, you should have done that with their money. I, I just know it's, it's not as easy as it, you know, you know, we like to portray it to be like, oh, well, no. if I had a hundred million, I wouldn't done that. Yeah, no, exactly. that, yeah, but that's the thing you, can always you talk. don't have the hundred yeah exactly um it's very easy looking at you know from the outside and in being a uh, critical to other people's actions oh, of course um so moving right along here let's jump into dad's life uh, uh so as a dad what has been your easiest adjustment and what has been your hardest adjustment heck haha <laughs> My easy adjustment was getting up in the middle of the night. Yeah. The hardest adjustment is watching them grow. Yeah. Just because they're going through, like, not bad things. They're just going through so much changes and stuff like that. And Puberty. seeing them become actual people. Like, they're yeah. becoming their own person and stuff like that. So, and watching them, like, because we're trying to make them, you know, do the have the right decisions and make the right choices and things and stuff like that. So, yeah. it's, it gets kind of tough. Yeah. It's kind of tough dealing with them, especially now that I have a teenager, well, almost a teenager, and I have little ones, so they kind of watch her with stuff, so we got to kind of balance it out and make sure that they stay as child, not trying to adjust, trying to grow up fast with the oldest. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. I think the easiest adjustment, I don't even think it's really of an adjustment, more of like a you know, transition uh, is... is having fun and playing with my son yeah. just well i was a boy once and mm-hmm. so i already kind of knew what he would i would th- anticipate what he would like so we we're already buying him the toys getting the stuff so it was like that adjustment is like well i'm a guy i already know what he's gonna like and he did and yeah. so it was like that we're literally just like you know having an absolute blast mm-hmm. um i guess my our hardest adjustment well there's a lot of hard adjustments i think like just you, first of all you're taking care of another person yeah like that's I don't care what level, you know, of uh, knowledge or background you have. That's still not an easy task. Or even if you know what you're even doing (laughs) to some extent. Um, I I guess that's the hardest part. Like just that being a truth. It's like, dude, this is up to you. You know, actually handling that emotionally is really hard. Uh, Not in like in a soft way, but like really like taking that in. Like, dude, it's on you. For yeah. This other little person's depending on you, so I think that was that created a lot of pressure in my mind. Yeah, no, I, I agree with like, like heck, as it's it's hard to like get ready to adjust, like knowing that they're hitting certain ages and like they're like they're hanging out with friends now and they they kind of almost want to be independent and you gotta try to like adjust to give them a little bit of freedom, but you don't. And then as like. They get older, they go into the next step, and you feel like, oh, well, that adjustment wasn't that bad. Yeah. But, like, it's as the adjustments come, as, like, the changes come, I feel like that's the most difficult thing, uh, you as a parent, to your your decision-making yeah. on, like, switching things over and kind of, I don't know. I'm not at the teenage part yet, but it's, like, yeah. she's hanging out with friends, and she's 10, but she's hanging out with friends and having, like, these sleepovers. And next few years, it's, like, she'll be a teen, and then that's when, like, boys come and stuff like that so you try to make that adjustment where yeah. you don't want their feelings to be hurt so you're you get yeah. protective and as a parent you have to kind of step back up or put your foot in you kind of just don't know i don't know so like i'm already like thinking about the future and yeah, yeah. in my mind to adjust to a teenager yeah. I, you know what i mean like those yeah. things are to me that's what's like difficult 
And then as it passes, it's like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Right. Like, it was, the adjustment wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, I think that's the only thing you can do is anticipate what level of change is going to partake. Because even still, every kid is different. So they're still going to make different choices, different, you know, have different decisions that they don't realize at the time they're making these decisions they're having paying consequences and so is their parents yeah so we're paying for for choices that the kids are making whether they're good or bad right so a perfect example is like if your kid's very gifted you know like to say um at, at, at you know athletic wise and then gets you know like invited to all these like track meets let's say it's a track and field thing now you have to make the adjustment of now you're the student athlete mom or dad where you have to take them to all these extra events that you didn't go to because your kids like athletic ability is superior to yours whatever was somehow and then um and 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 then now you're making all these other adjustments you never anticipated Mm -hmm. so like it there's still life still gonna smack you with you know with stuff that you you couldn't it's just like um you know i i talked to a couple parents that they're saying they thought their child was going to be really into music because they're both musically inclined Mm -hmm. so they have all these instruments around the house have this kid you know in in you know taking lessons the kid has not doesn't want anything the kid (laughs) is a phenomenal (laughs) athlete which yeah. both of the parents are, are not not non the most non athletic people you ever see. They have the, the like even like looking at the dad like he didn't even have like muscle tone or nothing to him. Like yeah. he's just not athletic, which right. is not bad, but it just didn't. And this kid is like this little ripped up little you know kid, yeah. and he wants Athlete, to play sports yeah. and stuff. Awesome. And the parent, well, you know, maybe eventually he'll end up playing like an instrument or something. it yeah. might be like one of those crazy gifted guys or whatever. But. Um, I just thought it was funny because they anticipated like, oh, we're gonna have a musician on our hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would never anticipate the athlete. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, that's funny. There's, that. there's like athletes like that. Like they've, they, you know, the parents made them play baseball all their life, and then next thing you know, they're not even playing major leagues. They're playing NFL. Right. Like, yeah. how did that happen? You you were playing baseball your life, yeah. hitting a ball, and then all of a sudden now you're getting tackled and you're throwing a, a football like a different side. It's 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 crazy how that just turns around. Yeah, I mean that 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 is also one of those things where you're making adjust talk, talking about making adjustments. I remember like being a kid in my mind saying like I whatever my you know my mom or dad just did, I'm not going to do that to my kid. So you you know you have these like little adjustments in your head that you're going to make when it came to parenting. Yeah. Um and then all of a sudden <laughs> it happens to you and you're like, "Okay, I see why mom and dad did that." Yeah. You know? <laughs> Even though if you still don't uh, agree with it, but now you actually understand them. It was kind of like last week we were, you know, reading through uh, Life's Missing Instruction Manual by Joe Vitale. He says that, like, you know, that your parents are doing that the best that they can. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, slowly in life, sometimes sadly, you realize they were coming from a good place. Yeah. yeah. And maybe yeah. you're taking out stuff on them that you shouldn't have or whatever. Or you just don't that's, understand at the time. Yeah, that's funny. Like, mine, <laughs> mine was... Uh, we didn't have the Disney Channel at home. So I always said to myself, I was like, when I become an adult, I'm going to get the Disney Channel for yeah, my kids. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, like literally, that's how simple-minded I was. And it wasn't because I didn't, and I never told them to get Disney Channel or anything. It was just, I guess, it was never part of the package deal with cable or whatever, yeah. whatever the world it was. I don't know. But I always told myself, I was like, I would always make sure that my kids have the Disney Channel because yeah. I missed out on Disney Channel, like the shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Making and now fun. we, yeah, now we have like, what is there, like three or four different Disney channels? I was Disney deprived. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. Now, now Dude, I have, watch it now. Now you have access of it. Yeah, yeah unlimited access to it. Yeah. 
That's funny. Yeah. So, all right. So, lastly, what advice you know would you give uh, someone going through a major life change? You're gonna have to go through. It. I mean, whether it's good or bad, you just have to stay with it. Uh, yeah, I feel like everything just works out somehow. Yeah. Everything yeah. works out. If even if you make the slightest adjustments or whatever, it it just falls in place somehow. Yeah. Like I said, it will turn out good, and, and in hindsight, it won't be as it won't be as, as negative as you think it actually was yeah. at the time. Yeah, no, I th- I think that there's a that's a good point. You know, just showing up every day yeah. is the ticket, really. Yeah, some people just clock out before things get started. Yeah, um, and like Goose says, things end up working out. Uh, the best example um, that I know this is kind of you know like an overused example, but you know for those people out there who've never heard this. Um, or thought of things in this manner as like the GPS you're, is navigating you. So you, obviously the GPS is you know meant to help navigate you to get from point A to point B. Um, and now GPSs are there to do it in the most efficient way, yeah. Yeah. cost-effective way, however you want, as we mentioned earlier. Um, but anyone here has ever used a GPS who's which happens very often you take the wrong turn because you don't know what in the world a thousand feet is or 500 feet is and two streets are very close to each other. What does the GPS do? Yes. Recalculating. Yeah. And it changes, you know, okay, you made a boo-boo or you made the wrong turn, but I'm going to redirect you to where or recalculate to where you need to be to still end up where you want to go. So if you could think of just life that way, you're going to make a wrong turn here and there. Mm -hmm. But if you could just stay on track and, you know, the GPS system that we always talk about, that could be a mentor or a coach or a friend or Uh a brother or a parent. You know, it doesn't matter. You could just bounce ideas off people. Just don't give up. Don't quit. Just like Goose was saying, just if you get up, and and make a progressive you know step forward you're gonna it's gonna work out mm-hmm. that's all life wants to see is that you're, you're at least trying and getting up and you know it's the people that quit obviously that are you know that don't get anywhere right. uh, but the people who are at least trying and it might not be the best effort and it might not be in the right direction they're still <laughs> um, trying they're still trying yeah. and and you would hopefully the gps system will recalculate yeah. and and you know send you in the right direction um, so Absolutely. there it is. There you have it. Uh, we like to wrap up our episodes with uh, two quotes, and the first one is by James Allen: "A man is not rightly conditioned until he is a happy, healthy, and prosperous being. And happiness, health, and prosperity are the result of a harmonious adjustment of the inner with the outer of the man with his surroundings." Uh, James Allen. And the second one is by Confucius. When it is obvious that the goals cannot be reached, don't adjust the goals, adjust the action steps. Ooh, that was uh, a good one. So there you I have like it, one. folks, making adjustments. In this episode, we talked about adjusting to life, its benefits, and its potential repercussions. We discussed various topics surrounding adjustments, including comfort, parenting, attitude, and other personality traits. We wrapped the episode up with quotes from Confucius and James Allen. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.